morning and welcome to the Lakers Lowdown. I'm Anthony Irwin. Today on the show, Anthony Davis dominated the Brooklyn Nets. The Lakers picked up their third win of the season. And now that we have seen AD do that, that has to be the expectation now moving forward. The Lakers beat the Brooklyn Nets 116 to 103 on the back of Anthony Davis. He flat out dominated. Uh, now, this is a Brooklyn Nets team. It's a thin one up front. It's a thin one in general because they're still waiting for TJ Warren to come back. They're still waiting for Seth Curry to come back. They're still waiting for Ben Simmons to come back. And they're still waiting for Kyrie Irving to stop being a jackass. And uh, yeah, the Lakers were able to take care of business. Now, uh, AD, like the thing that Raj and I have talked about, I think to this point, the most uh, in in our time recapping these games has been... Anthony Davis's uh, shot attempt, especially in the second half. And he finishes tonight's game 15 of 25 from the floor uh, with seven free throws, no three-point attempts. Uh, but the, the the 25 shots plus those seven free throws means that that dude uh, probably, you know, is attempting close to 30 shots on the night. And that's all I have been asking for is is the errors of commission, not the errors of omission, not the errors of, of, well, you know, it's not the best shot, but we'll rotate the ball around and we'll see if we can get an open look for like Patrick Beverly. No. Uh, last night, it was Anthony Davis attacking and attacking and attacking and attacking. And that relentless approach is what won the Lakers that game. Now that he's done it the one time, that kind of sort of has to be what the Lakers expect of him until LeBron comes back. It's not fair, necessarily. It's asking a lot out of this guy, but that's why he's a max player. That's why he, at one point, was considered a top-five talent in the NBA. And and again, uh, because of the situation that Rob Palenka has put the Lakers in, the Lakers aren't going to win unless AD takes this approach. And... Uh, yeah, it's only the third one of the season, and it's uh, still a a an upward uh, an uphill climb, basically a vertical climb that the Lakers are facing now. But if AD is going to approach these games like this from here on out, if he's really going to just focus on just straight domination, uh, that's that gives the Lakers the best chance that they can possibly have, given given the task ahead. Elsewhere in this game, uh, Lonnie Walker once again proved uh, or, or made a statement as to him being the Lakers' third best player here. He finishes the night with uh, 25 points, 9 to 15 from the field, 4 of 5 from three-point range. That's not obviously going to happen very often. Uh, but he finishes a plus 20 on the night. Uh, the only other players in that range with him, uh, Troy Brown, had 20 was a plus 22 Austin Reeves was a plus 20 AD was a plus 15 but uh Lonnie Walker being that plus 20 was just it, it, you know he's been great so far this year and and as I've kind of said over the course of the season all that I have been looking for here are playoff rotation players that's it like who looks like they are ready for that kind of a setting and Lonnie 100% looks like it. Uh, a lot of timely shots. Uh, was still fairly solid on defense. Now, <laughs> his stats elsewhere 
Uh, didn't exactly scream a bunch of productivity. Again, 25 points, only the one rebound, zero assists, zero, <laughs> zero steals, zero blocks, zero turnovers is good. Um, but that plus 20, I, I'm not the biggest proponent of, of plus minus, but when you're that level, like essentially if you are, you know, the Lakers won by 13 tonight, right? So if you have a plus minus greater than 13, that's a good game, uh, by that stats, uh, basis, right? If that's, if that's all you're basing the game off of, and I don't, I, <laughs> I don't think people should do this. But if, if like you're looking for a place to start when you're talking about like how what what plus minus might be able to tell you about a game, if your team wins by 13 and you have a plus minus above that 13 number, you probably played fairly good. You probably helped, you know, you made some plays over the course of that game that helped your team win that game. Uh, some numbers that make me a little nervous here. Russ being a minus six in that in, in a game that the Lakers won by 13. That makes me nervous. It again points to like, and he, he you know, statistically is an okay game. 14 points, uh, 12 assists. He did have the four turnovers, four of 15 from the field, one of six from three point range. Some uh, regression to the mean there from Russ, given the way he has shot so far this year. Um, but, but if you're, if you're just talking about like, if you're, if you're sitting there at home and you're trying to get into like the the idea of looking at this stuff and and looking at stats after the game and trying to tell the story afterwards. That's one way to kind of look at this is all right, the Lakers won by 13. Everybody with a 13 or higher plus minus, those guys probably played pretty well. Um the people who wind up being a minus in a game that their team wins by double digits that's kind of a red flag. So something to kind of keep an eye on here with Russ is, you know, the, the the level of success that he's having. Is it actually translating to team success? I would argue we're starting to see some slippage in, in that regard. But Lonnie, um, Lonnie has been great. And whenever the Lakers decide on a direction in their season, uh, or like if they, so basically... What they keep talking about is is this $30 million in cap space. One benefit of maintaining that cap space is they'd be able to re-sign Lonnie at a respectable number, even if it's not the most, I think, efficient approach to this next offseason. That would be one benefit. He looks like a long-term piece uh, for the Lakers. He's, he's totally played uh, himself out of his player option. It would have to be a devastating rest of the season for for some team not to convince themselves that this guy is a a winning piece uh, moving forward after the season. But but uh, look, that's all you were hoping for from Lonnie, given the contract that the Lakers signed him to. It's one of those where you know in the meetings you're saying you know we can't offer you much more than this, any more than this. Uh, we'll give you that that player option. We hope that you wind up being too expensive for us because that means that you really performed well. Uh, but, you know, let's all try to make this work together. We saw that last year with Malik Monk. And given the way that this season has gone so far, uh, it looks like Lonnie is going to fall into that court category as well. I think Troy Brown also falls into that category. He finishes the game a game high plus 22, uh, nine points, four of seven from the field, one of two from three-point range. Uh, a few rebounds, an assist, a couple steals, 
Um, and I, I think generally speaking, everybody like six, six and up played really well on KD as well as you can, because that's still Kevin Durant. Um, the Lakers try to do the Patrick Beverly three D three and D wing on, on Kevin Durant. And, um, yeah, <laughs> don't do that again. All right. Now looking ahead, the Lakers have four days off, uh, between now and their next game. That hopefully means that, you know, we'll get a pretty clear picture on how LeBron is feeling. If he isn't able to go after these four days, uh, I think that would be, I don't know if I would go so far as to say it's like a cause for concern, but it's certainly something to raise an eyebrow at. Um, I also think that over these next few days, the Lakers have to do some real soul searching and come to a conclusion one way or the over, uh, one way or the other on this team. Uh, you would have plenty of time to ingratiate whoever it is that you pick up. You would uh, be able to, uh, you know, have a pretty good idea on on how that season is is looking. Um, but but what the Lakers can't do here is again continue to just kind of pretend as if everything is is okay. Uh, whether they choose to start stripping it down and start fielding offers for some of those guys. Like I just, like, I got, I, I said this the other day um, with Raj on, on a post game spaces, the Lakers, you know, they can trade Russ and they can try to compete for this year, or they need to start fielding offers for, for Lonnie and they need to start fielding offers for Troy um, just to see what that market looks like. So they can see when it comes time where they're able to trade those guys, uh, they can start to see, all right, what what can they get from from for those guys? Can you start kind of restockpiling that cupboard, or if the if the return price isn't enough, that's another reason to try to compete for this year. So um, I think these next four days that the Lakers have ahead of them before they play Detroit um, should be, you know, some real soul searching days, some 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 difficult conversations within the organization, and hopefully they you know, come to the conclusion that it's worth it to, to compete for this year. You make that trade. You have a few days of practice to get everybody in and, and get used to playing with each other. And then you have that first game against Detroit, which is one of the easier ones of the season to this point. So you can get some reps in, in kind of a lower pressure setting and, and start to, you know, reconfigure the direction that the season was heading in. But, you know, I know you guys are sick of hearing about trade rumors. I know I'm sick of, of talking about trade rumors, but this is just kind of the situation the Lakers are in until they commit to one path or the other. All right, that's going to do it for this episode of the uh, Lakers Lowdown podcast. Make sure you guys check out Can You Dig It? Uh, Jacob and Hani are going to react to last night's win. Um, also, Raj hopped on spaces and and analyzed uh, the, the win from his own perspective. Um, and then, you know, a little bit later today, uh, I'm going to be talking to a good buddy of mine, um, Brady Klopfer of the uh, Golden State of Mine, uh, the, the SB Nation site that covers the Golden State Warriors. And I uh, am going to talk to him about the kind of dichotomy that the Warriors face are, are facing with this two timeline 
um, approach and the one that the Lakers are also facing as they are taking a similar approach with a worse team for some reason. So um, plenty of good stuff here to come in the next uh, day or so and then on through the rest of the week as uh, we also continue to work on um, our new Wednesday show, our roundtable I Love Basketball show. Uh, make sure you guys check that out. It's going to be, I think it's going to be a live uh, video pod that also gets obviously converted onto this pod feed as well. Uh, so keep an eye out, keep an ear out for those details as they come. But until then, until I talk to you guys next, I'm Anthony Irwin saying have a good one.